Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Uh, we're continuing along with the cricketing theme now uh, and we're talking uh, to a coach who's uh, in a happy dressing room, it seems, and a team that's playing some pretty good cricket uh, in the last couple of years, consistently as well. It all seems from the outside anyway, uh, looking in, that the Black Caps are, are trucking along very nicely. Uh, and there's plenty to talk about this morning too because they've just named their test squad of 15 for the opening test match against South Africa in Christchurch next Thursday. So just around the corner, uh, head coach, of course, uh, is Gary Stead. Good morning to you, Gary. Good morning, Smithy. How are you? Yeah, really good. Uh, I, I guess um, the job of international cricket coach is uh, it's like walking on eggshells at the moment. How do you feel? Uh, well, I'm thankful, uh, yeah, with what's been going on around the world that I still have a job. So, um, <laughs> look, I mean, it's, it's obviously uh, there's, there's changes that have, that have happened and, um, I think in, in some ways I'm thankful we have a board that aren't quite as knee-jerk as what some of these other ones seem to be. Yeah, I, I think you're right, actually. Uh, a lot more considered uh, uh, about their decision-making and uh, certainly uh, the fallout from that uh, Ashes series is, is quite extraordinary. However, um, we're here more to talk to you uh, about the squad that you've uh, just named earlier this morning, which has been confirmed will not have uh, its captain, Kane Williamson, again. So... I guess the first question for those uh, people listening, and for me in particular, is just how bad is this elbow? Uh, is, it, is it a degenerative thing, or is it a, a specific injury that requires massive surgery, Gary? No, it, it's definitely not surgery. We've had that um, checked with, with a couple of surgeons from around the world who, who have said, no, um, it's not the way to go. Um, Kane is progressing well. He's, he's, we're really hopeful that he will be right in about three or four weeks' time. Um, there, there's two or three key parts to it. One is he needed the rest for the tendon to improve, and then with all tendon injuries, uh, it comes back to, I guess, loading them but not loading them too quickly. And so we made that call um, with Kane a couple of weeks ago now to say, hey, if we push this again, there's a good chance that we might blow it up again. So mm. in the long-term interests of Kane Williamson, um, and New Zealand cricket, we, we think the best thing is that we get this right once and for all, and then hopefully we never have it again. Um, but Smithy, make no, make no um, mistake here, Kane desperately wants to play for New Zealand. I mean, he, this is hurting him not playing test cricket. OK, um, you know, we know that anyway. So, I mean, such a, a great servant. It's that, that's un, undoubted, Gary. Uh, interesting side, this, because you've had to uh, now, of course, replaced not just uh, Kane Williamson, uh, but Ross Taylor. I mean, and to have neither of them in the dressing room at test match time will be unusual. So um, you, you've, uh, you've looked in the middle order, I guess, for the likes of Daryl Mitchell and a particularly important series, I feel, for Henry Nichols too in that role. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, whenever Ross leaves, it's certainly going to leave a, a big hole, and there's no doubt um, we will we will miss miss that experience that he has, and that always provides opportunity for others. And looking forward to to Daryl and and yeah, Henry, as you say, stepping up and, and filling those boots. And I mean, I have complete faith in both those guys. They've scored very very important runs for New Zealand in the past, and and often tough runs as well. And it's something that um, that we're we're going to need in this series. Um, I mean, you, you know the, the stats and that New Zealand have never beaten South Africa in a series. So it's a, it's a massive thing that's in front of us here and, and we're all excited for what's ahead. So if we look at um, those, those three, four spots, I mean, obviously you've, you've got a nice mix there with, uh, with Will Young, who's accepted uh, his roles uh, pretty comfortably so far. Uh, Devin Conway back from uh, that injury, of course, and uh, Tom Latham, who's just playing out of his skin at the moment, which is fantastic. So... How you mix and mingle your, your top five is of interest. Um, have, have you had uh, many thoughts or any confirmation about what you're looking at in your top five? Yeah, I think um, Young and Latham will continue to open. Um, they did that last series and did it well. And then with Kane not there, um, Devon will bat three for us. Uh, and then in, in the four and five, I think you'll, you'll be seeing Nichols and, and Mitchell and, and We'll just have a bit more of a think around which order that will be in. Um, so trying to, I guess, limit wholesale changes right throughout. But as you said earlier, when, when you do take Williamson and Taylor out, then, then you obviously have to make change, and they're very, very hard people to replace. Uh, coming into the squad, uh, first of all, coming back into the squad, as uh, Hamish Rutherford, I think this is quite a good story because here's a kid who started his test career with a hell of a hiss and a roar. I mean, you couldn't get a better start than he did. Just sort of uh, drifted off the pace a wee bit, but it seems he has not lost his zest for the game. No, he hasn't. And um, look, I mean, Hamish is, is a guy that we've always had our eye on. And, and whilst he hasn't always played in New Zealand A-teams because we, we perhaps know what he has and we want to find out more about others, I, I had the feeling that we, we want experience against South Africa. And if Hamish does get a go, then we know he, he's got 17, 18 hundreds under his belt at, at first-class level, including test ones as well. So... I thought that was uh, important when we come to, to selecting the squad, um, especially against South Africa. Uh, Colin de Gronholm back, uh, which is a good sign. Uh, back uh, on a surface, uh, if he does play, which was the one where he made his name, really, uh, those years ago uh, back uh, against Pakistan. Yeah, um, I mean, it's great for Colin. He, he had a rough sort of 18 months with his foot injury and um, and then struggled to, to come back to really be at his best. But uh, it's been really encouraging the, the last month or so. Um, it looks like he's sort of the Colin of old that, that goes in and, and can destroy attack, attacks. And we also know with the ball, he can be a real handful on, on a wicket that's got a little bit in it and, uh, and I guess a little bit of nibble. So um, that's a decision we'll have to make. I guess when we get a little bit closer to the test match, what's that look like? Do we go that way or do we go for Ravindra, for example, as a spin all rounder? So Trent Bolt not there uh, due to the impending birth of his third child. So uh, that opens the door uh, for Matt Henry to make another start. I mean, I mean, it's just like putting a glove on for him. He just seems to slot on, slot on so easily. Uh, Blair Tickner um, possibly coming back or back into the squad anyway, um, more so with a red ball in mind this time. Yeah, again, we were looking... Um, there's one thing that's sort of different around the squad, Smithy, compared to other ones that were selected is we're, we're 
we're taking 15 this time and not 13. Mm. Um, and so that, that's created a couple of more opportunities for, for guys who, who you may not normally have seen. So it's a little bit more like selecting, I guess, a, a team you'd take for, for overseas, albeit that it's in home conditions. And um, with Trent out, we were, we were looking around our, our I guess, bowlers. We, we've got the Grandheim, obviously, there that can cover some sort of medium pace swing, but we're looking for someone a little bit more in that enforcing role. And, and Blair Tickner's a guy we've had our eye on for a while. Um, been impressed with his skill set this, this year in particular and, and some improvements he's, he's made there and ability to swing the ball and, and bowl with good heavy bounce as well. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt that uh, Tom Blundell deserved his call-up uh, following the retirement of BJ Watling, but I'm not quite sure he has delivered as much, particularly with the bat, as he would have hoped and, and a lot of people would have hoped. And you've introduced... Uh, Cam Fletcher from uh, from Canterbury, of course, into the side as the backup keeper. Um, uh, did you give much consideration to Dane Cleaver as well? They're pretty similar in terms of their record. Yeah, we gave gave consideration to both those guys. Um, uh, I guess in in the end, we felt that that Cameron Fletcher's keeping was was ahead of, of Dane's. Their batting's pretty similar uh, as well. So um, we've gone that way, and and that's also, a, I guess, a sign that. If something was to happen to to Blundell, that we are not comfortable with really Latham or Conway taking the gloves in Test match cricket with the roles that we're asking them to play as batsmen. So we wanted to make sure across the 15 that we did have a, a pure keeping cover in that in that uh, squad, and, and and Cameron Fletcher got the nod. Uh, the other name that uh, you've been consistent with, and uh, he's the youngest uh, guy uh, around. The scene at the moment is uh, Rachan Ravindra. Tell us about his development and where you see him at the moment fitting into a possible 11. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's in that number seven type role and, and a guy who, who offers you spinovers as well. I, I think um, the last wicket we played at, at Hagley showed some signs of a little bit of spin sort of day three and it's something, again, we'll, we'll have to talk with the ground staff there around um, so there's, there's definitely that option of, of Rajan fitting into that role. In terms of his development, I mean, he's young. Um, it, it may take him just a little bit longer than perhaps some experienced guys to, to find his feet, but I think we, we have to be careful with our um, our team that we, we don't all end up with a, a group of players that are all around the same age who retire at once as well. So I think that's part of the role mm-hmm. of the selection panel is, is, is finding ways that you can, I guess, introduce a slightly different um, ageing group of, of people into the squad as well. Gary, I think it's 1930, the last time uh, we played back-to-back test matches uh, on the same ground, um, on the same block, I think. So this is uh, almost history-making in that respect. But what that does do, I guess, uh, as you well know, it gives the groundsman a little less opportunity for typical preparation. Uh, but it also um, uh, offers the possibility of, uh, as you say, maybe some spins. So you've left the door open for a couple of players? Absolutely. Um, this is only uh, selected for, for one test. Um, I mean, people have asked me around Ajaz Patel. Ajaz actually has a calf injury at the moment, um, but he's certainly somewhere, and, and we hope he returns to play on the 20th of February is his date at this stage. So it's certainly an option if the pitch is a lot drier than we, than we do expect. Um, uh, and as you say, they can't get the moisture into it. Uh, I guess just recently here in, in Christchurch, we've had a had a hell of a lot of rain, and um, I, I think uh, the wicket will be pretty well grasped for that first test. But it can change quickly as well. So if there's a lot of hot weather, we do have our 
our options open. And then, and then also looking at Trent Bolton, whether he's a chance to come back for the second test as well. So the programme now, what is it, nine days away? I think Thursday, uh, Thursday week. So when do, when do you assemble? We, we assemble on Monday when um, we've got three sort of trainings beforehand. Um, there are the, the guys will keep playing domestic cricket. Uh, some will play Friday, some will play up until Sunday. So there's a little bit of four-day cricket and also some one-day cricket on at the moment. So we're just balancing that out with the guys and, and what their needs are in the lead-up to the test. But we'll be ready to, to go Thursday, Smithy. I mean, they're a, they're a formidable line-up. South Africa, they'll be coming off confidence from their win against India, so we certainly know we're going to have to be at our very, very best to, to be competing with these guys and, and hopefully get the win. Yeah, a bit of history uh, in the offing, that's for sure, with the first series win. Wish you all the best uh, with uh, everything coming together and uh, look forward to Thursday week uh, with relish and hopefully um, maybe, well, I don't suppose it matters that much the way you, you batted last time, but it'd be nice to win a toss and have, it, have a, an option, wouldn't it? <laughs> I think we're two from 17 in our, in our last lot of test tra- uh, tosses. So, yeah, it'd be nice to win one or two. We're due, we're due anyway. Good luck with that, Gary, and thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Smithy. Cheers. Bye.